showing that it's not merely a one-off or two-off, major fallout continues today, which is Monday, March 13th, from everything that happened on Friday, March 10th. And everything that happened on Friday, March 10th, or a good part of it, was Silicon Valley Bank, which taken into receivership by the FDIC, which was then followed by Signature Bank. So not a one-off nor two-off, but now we've got global markets on Monday after digesting all this information, which in many respects are even more spooked than they were on Friday. And that maybe applies to the Federal Reserve itself, who announced late last night on a Sunday that they had just conjured up another emergency, emergency funding program when I thought they had all the tools available. That's what they said. So we got, again, major fallout all across the global marketplaces on Monday. Lots of fear, lots of hedging, absolutely incredible amounts of hedging. Just to show you what I mean, let's, let's start with Eurodollar futures. Eurodollar futures, as I said on a previous video last Friday, if you see a 20 to 25 basis point move in Eurodollar futures, either up or down in price, that's, in, that's, that's enormous. That's rare. You don't really see those types of moves. But on Friday, we saw... We saw 40 and 50 basis points uh, increases in the prices of these contracts. Here, the uh, the June 2023 contract, which is the nearest one after the March goes off, March contract goes off the board shortly. That was up 47 basis points in price over the uh, Friday as well as so far today and Monday. Today it's it's Monday afternoon when I'm recording this. So 47 basis points on two day in a near term contract in the opposite direction from what the Federal Reserve says it's going to do. Huge swing there, but that was nothing. The September 2023 contract that was up 44 and a half basis points in price on Friday. So already. Double what you normally see is, is a rare increase. 44.5 basis points found Friday. Today, the same contract, September 2023, so far is up 78.5 basis points in price. I don't have any words for this. This is, this is an insane swing, and today's not even over. So over the previous two trading days, and not even full two trading days, that's 123 basis points in price. Absolutely incredible. The December 2023 contract was up 52.5 basis points on Friday and another 72.5 today for a two-day total of 125. This is crazy. March 2024, 54 basis points on Friday, another 59 basis points today. That's 113 basis points in not even two days. Plus there was a 20 basis point move in it on Thursday. So you're talking 130 basis points in not even three days in the March 2024. So my point here is not only that Eurodollar futures contracts are moving in incredible speed in the opposite direction from rate hikes, what that tells you is a couple things. Number one, if everything that happened on Friday was just about Silicon Valley Bank and it was all taken care of, why are we seeing even bigger swings in the marketplace today on Monday? And the second thing is this is massive hedging and massive hedging that pays off if or when interest rates go massively lower from where they are here. Inversions have been telling us from the very beginning in Eurodollar futures, all the way back in December of 2021, that the probability that rates were going to unexpectedly decline or move in the, in the opposite direction than the Federal Reserve wanted them to 
was rising all the time. The more inverted the curves got, the more the market was sure something was going to happen to force the Federal Reserve and other central banks around the world out of their rate hikes to wake them up to the fact that it's not inflation, it's deflationary money that they have to worry about. And the deflationary money is exactly what we're seeing in vibrant, vivid detail right now. So today we're going to talk about Silicon Valley Bank. What is it that's spooking the market? Maybe about Silicon Valley Bank. Maybe Silicon Valley Bank is a symptom of, of everything else. Why did the Federal Reserve do what it did last night? What did the Federal Reserve do last night? What are other markets doing about all of the continued major fallout of deflationary money? We'll get to all that next, but first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate it. If you're interested in what deflationary money actually means, I've got Eurodollar University memberships available for you, as well as research subscriptions, a daily briefing where we go over the day, the day, every day's biggest macroeconomic news, as well as what's moving, especially these curves and these markets. There's also a daily deep dive analysis where we dive deep into these things. Curves, what do they mean? What are they pricing? What are they predicting and forecasting? How does that differ, as it often does, from the mainstream information you get everywhere else? Subscriptions, memberships, eurodollar.university. So late last night, Sunday, March 12th, the Federal Reserve now, back up, before we get to that, the Federal Reserve had said, and Jay Powell said this recently, we've got all the tools. We're not, in, we're not in, uh, at all afraid of over-tightening. We're not afraid that the monetary system is going to experience any kind of spasm. But if it does, if there is any problem in the monetary system, we've got the tools to, make, to take care of everything. We showed everybody in March 2020, didn't we? We've saved the world from a worse fate during the worst crisis since the last crisis. That's what they said. We've got all the tools. We used them during March 2020. Don't worry about everything. And then Silicon Valley Bank happens. And on a Sunday night, the Fed has to invent another tool. Here's what they announced. Here comes from the press release, which was 6.15 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time yesterday. To support American businesses and households, the Federal Reserve Board on Sunday announced it will make available additional funding to eligible depository institutions to help assure banks have the ability to meet the needs of all their depositors. This action will bolster the capacity of the banking system to safeguard deposits and ensure the ongoing provision of money and credit to the economy. The Federal Reserve is prepared to address any liquidity pressures that may arise. The additional funding will be made available through the creation of a new bank term funding program, or BTFP, offering loans of up to one year in length uh, to banks, savings associations, credit unions, and other eligible depository institutions, pledging U.S. treasuries, agency debt, and mortgage-backed securities, and other qualifying assets as collateral. And here's the thing. These assets will be valued at par. So the Federal Reserve is taking a look at some of the things that have gone on at Silicon Valley Bank and realizing there's a vulnerability here. If there wasn't a vulnerability here, the markets wouldn't be going haywire and the Fed wouldn't need to create a brand new tool, this BTFP, Bank Term Funding Program, which is essentially the discount window except giving it a, a, a full year term. 
So if you're a bank experiencing funding programs, say, or funding difficulties, uh, say, for example, depositors are taking money out, or maybe your customers are using more cash than you anticipated, and you're being drained of cash that way. It doesn't necessarily have to be a bank run, as we're going to see in a minute. Whatever the case may be, what normally happens in that situation is the bank will go into the repo market and say, I've got some, I've got some securities in my AFS portfolio, my bank or the trading book, not the bank book, the trading book. I've got some securities in my trading book. I may have some off balance sheet stuff too that I can pledge and repo and use to secure funding. Except maybe you don't have those securities anymore. Maybe there's a problem going on in the systemic money marketplace where the systemic money marketplace says those valueless treasuries they're going down a little bit i have to mark this up i have to charge you a higher rate i have to do all sorts of other things because we're experiencing systemic deflationary money at the moment so maybe the terms that you thought you were going to get in the repo market as you're experiencing other forms of deposits and uh, deposit withdrawals and other types of funding difficulties maybe you can't do those things that you wanted to do so deflationary money leaves you with fewer and fewer options. The Federal Reserve sees, oh, this is a vulnerability, especially since if there's any sort of doubt about having to uh, being able to roll over funding, which means that maybe you can get that repo emergency funding today, but the marketplace may not be sure, like in 2007 and 2008, you'll be able to continuously roll that over beyond the short run everything that then becomes up for debate and up for question so what the fed has done is said we're going to offer the absolute most generous terms to these banks to any banks really and say come to the discount window we won't call it the discount window we'll call it something new probably under 13.3 and you'll be able to get one year funding at a probably i think it was ois plus 10 so not, an, not a huge penalty rate. You'll be able to use U.S. Treasuries if they're unencumbered. Use U.S. Treasuries. We'll give you par value for the U.S. Treasuries. This raises, I think, one of the central problems here, one of the vulnerabilities that has worried both the Federal Reserve as well as the marketplace. And it has to do with how banks use these securities that they have in their portfolios. Now these regional banks like Silicon Valley Bank, what they do is they do a lot of traditional stuff. They do lending. They do traditional loans that go into their, their bank book. They're not securitized. They're just left as individual loans on their balance sheet. But usually there's a little bit left over which they put into their, their trading book. They're available for sale securities as they're called. These are other types of investments that the bank might use, uh, usually liquid assets that are part of its liquidity management program, as well as its investment strategy. And for Silicon Valley Bank in particular, like a lot of regional banks, they had most of their assets in their loan book, and then some a substantial portion, but a, a minority in the available for, available for sale securities or um, the trading book. Now what Silicon Valley Bank did recently was that it had, it said it had, and this is a, a reporting from last week, 21 billion in available for sale securities with a 1.79% average yield and a 3.6 year duration. And most of what it was, uh, quoting here, the vast majority of our assets are in high quality government and agency securities and low credit loss lending activities. So the low credit loss lending activities are the bank book, the loans to lots of VC and startup, things like that. So 
low credit loss, that's, that's, that's something down the road. But the high quality government agency securities with a lower yield and a short duration means the value of those securities has been pressured by especially rate hikes and the, the performance of the two-year U.S. Treasury, which has obviously gone way down in price as yields have gone way up. But that's not really the issue here. Because if you're a bank in the position of Silicon Valley Bank, as SVB and Signature Bank has been, you don't need to sell these bonds. They're, they may be falling in price, but they're still money good assets. All you need to do is hold out for the next 3.6 years. You're not going to make as much of an income as you, as you could in other opportunities, but your entire business was based on this, this, this part of your asset, asset book being in these securities anyway. There is no credit loss here. There is no loss potential here whatsoever as so long as you hold them to maturity. But that's where the problem really comes in. It's not about these securities. It's about, as always, not having enough liquidity and being forced to sell securities that you don't want to sell and you shouldn't sell. SVB should have held on to these $21 billion in AFS, mostly Treasuries and MBS, Agency Guaranteed MBS, but they were forced to sell them. In fact, they sold all of them. They sold all of their $21 billion intending to rebuild their AFS portfolio using treasury bills, to ladder treasury bills out a very little bit because they thought interest rates were gonna to continue to go up. Does nobody work at these banks who understands yield curves, understands risks, financial or otherwise? But that's not why they sold these bonds either. What really happened at SVB was their cash levels have been dwindling because their clients have been using their cash initial startup costs, lots of outflows, that kind of thing. But after a while, their clients would hold more cash balances with SVB. But instead, as SVB reported, clients continue to burn through cash balances at a rate they did not expect. In other words, what's going on in all of their clients, all of these borrowers that is requiring them to use more and more and more cash? Well, that gets us into all the scenarios where things are probably not going well in the real economy, as everyone thought. Um, venture funds who thought they were going to be getting more organic growth and revenue growth, less losses, less need to fund their activities. Therefore, they're using more of the borrowed proceeds from SVB than SVB had anticipated, leaving them vulnerable as their cash balance gets dwindled down, down further and further, and their deposit funding levels go down further and further and further. In response to losing this depository funding, in response to this massive cash drain, the bank was forced to sell what it had available to sell, which were these underwater U.S. Treasuries and agency bonds, which created a paper, well, it turned a paper loss into a real loss. And that real loss has triggered an enormous response from the marketplace. Now, there's probably more going on here, but in very simple terms, that's what SVB has been forced into. Bad economy having an impact on its clients, making them burn through more cash than was anticipated, leaving the bank in a very precarious liquidity position, which now forces them to sell these assets that they don't want to sell. So you can say what well, you can see why the Federal Reserve swooped in for its its BTFP program, because 
What they're saying is instead of selling these AFS and creating losses that creates more fear over the bank's position, come to the Federal Reserve window and we'll take care of everything. If it was that simple, would we expect the market reaction today that we are getting? Because again, this BTFP was announced yesterday. If that was going to be the solution to all of our problems, we wouldn't see a second day massive, even bigger flight to safety, which really is hedging. And oh, by the way, we also saw an enormous scramble for collateral in treasury bills overnight. Both the, oh, actually not both, all of the front month bills. We had the four week bill experience, a massive scramble for collateral. Let me get the numbers here. The four week bill went from 459 in Asian trading overnight to 435 by around 8.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's a huge move, like Eurodollar futures. That's not a scramble for collateral, that's a, that's a collateral run. Again, this is today, after the Fed's announcement. Uh, the three-month bill went from 486 to 459, and it held at 459 all the way till 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Again, massive collateral run, massive hedging in the marketplace. Today, after everything happened with SVB over the weekend, Signature Bank, and the Fed saying, we created a new tool, don't worry about anything. And I think that's one of the major parts here that we have to consider. The marketplace knows the Fed is full of crap. In fact, we know they're full of crap because they always say we have enough tools to take care of everything, and then they have to invent a brand new tool when confronted with something else. The market knows the Fed is worse than useless it can create all these four letter four yeah all these four letter programs that it wants just like it did in 2007 and 2008 and just like 2007 and 2008 the potential of a monetary crisis doesn't change with all of these programs and what the markets are telling you is that the potential for something really bad here more than just svb continues to escalate because one final point, one final reminder, this isn't just about a regional U.S. bank. We've got this huge downdraft in Eurodollar futures. That's one thing. That's enough to get your attention. That's enough to scare the pants off you to begin with. But we also see it in U.S. Treasuries. Again, scramble for collateral, lower interest rates, um, the market saying things are going badly. But it's Germany. It's Japan. It's, it's worldwide. The German numbers are just insane over the last two days. With a rate hike just days away from the ECB, the two-year shots minus 55 basis points. The five-year bobble, 52 basis points down lower in yield. The 10-year, 43 basis points. The 30-year, 33 basis points, even though the 30-year has been well under the ECB's deposit rate floor all of this time. This is a global phenomenon. There's real fear in the marketplace, except the stock market, of course. Stocks are happy. Stocks are happy because they think the world's problems begin and end with the Fed's rate hike, where, again, the bond markets are telling you it's a bit more troubling, it's a bit more complicated, it's a bit more potentially severe than all that. Just like these same markets have been telling you to expect from day one. And day one in Eurodollar futures goes all the way back to December of 2021. Now it appears maybe, just maybe, that day has arrived. And oh, by the way, in a couple days, it's March 15th, 
seasonal bottleneck and all that. So stay tuned, more fallout, more implication, more consequences in the real economy. And until then, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you, for, thank you very much for joining me. As always, can't thank our Eurodollar University members and subscribers enough. And until that next time, everyone, please take care.